Good afternoon. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2018, <clears throat> and apparently, according to the calendar, it's Groundhog Day. I still am not sure how this day got on the calendar, uh, a day in which a groundhog comes out and looks at its shadow and apparently tells humans what it saw and all of that ridiculousness. Yet, there are so many people who love Groundhog Day and look forward to Groundhog Day and believe what the groundhog has to say, but yet there are so many that don't read the Bible, <laughs> believe and obey what it says. Uh, nonetheless, uh, in case you were wondering, I walked out of my garage this morning and I did see my shadow, uh, so that means that uh, winter is going to get here uh, when uh, winter ends. Or, or, I'm sorry, spring will get here when winter ends, um, because that's what the calendar says and that's what always happens. So, uh, Nonetheless, God decides when winter ends and spring comes, and we'll leave it up to him. Alright, so today's reading, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 20. We've made it through chapter 16 through 19 this week so far. If you have not had a chance to, to uh, catch those uh, or, or read those yet, I encourage you to do so. Uh, you can always find the previous study videos on our Facebook page here, or you can go to our website, loveland.church. Uh, and you can find all kinds of things on there, including information about the church that meets here in Loveland, as well as the study videos on our website under the Media tab up there. Just click on Daily Bible Study, and that will take you to our Daily Bible Study page, where you can watch previous uh, studies and readings that we've done here on Facebook, as well as subscribe to them as a podcast to be delivered on your phone. Some great uh, advancements in technology that we have today that make getting the Word of God out, and one of those advancements in technology is what you're on right now, and that is social media. So if you are watching this live or you are watching it pre-recorded uh, later on, um, I want to encourage you to share this video. Share a snippet uh, in, in your post text when you share it. Uh, just let people know, you know, something that you gleaned from the from the scripture, or something that you're um, enjoying from the study so far. Uh, ultimately, to encourage others to join in this study with you uh, and us as we go through God's Word, the New Testament, in 2018 together. So, with that said, let's get into the scripture. We're going to be looking again at Matthew chapter 20 today, starting in verse one. Jesus is speaking here. The text is read. That's how we know. No, I'm kidding. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them had also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only an hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong, for you did not, or, or did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. 
I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is a great teaching uh, that Jesus provides us. It's a great teaching of encouragement and of hope. Uh, and really the ultimate, uh, the, I think the, the meaning behind all of it, goes to exactly what Jesus says at the end. The last will be first and the first last. It doesn't matter when you come to Jesus, when you come into the kingdom of heaven in order to work for the kingdom of heaven and to obey the commands of the master. So long as you do it, you will receive what everybody else receives, and that is eternal life. Uh, and so, it does, again, it doesn't matter uh, when you come. You know, some people, I've heard people say, oh, it's too late for me. No, it's not. It's not too late for anyone. Never too late for you to obey the gospel and to come into the kingdom of God. Verse 17. Jesus once again foretells his death. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes. And they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And he will be raised on the third day. So I want to ask the question today and I want to get your thoughts in the comments section. What do you think? Why do you think Jesus keeps telling the disciples this? This is the third time now that he said this. Why do you think Jesus keeps reminding them of these things? I want to hear your thoughts uh, about that. And again, you can leave those in the comments below. I think one of the reasons, perhaps, is that uh, similar to Peter, in that Peter didn't believe Jesus, uh, perhaps there's some unbelief amongst them. Um, and with the last parable that we saw about first being last, we now see a tie-in, a reminder here of Jesus saying, you know, I'm not going to always be here. Uh, in a previous verse in which Jesus said that, you know, there are a few laborers, we need more laborers uh, in the vineyard. Uh, the harvest is plenty. And so now we get into another section, again, this all ties together, with the mother of the sons of Zebedee. She came up to, him, to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say, to, say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, we are able. Uh, apparently he was addressing that question to uh, the sons of Zebedee there, James and John. Uh, and Jesus said to them, you will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. Jesus says, it's not my place to give you that kind of position. Uh, and when the ten heard it, <clears throat> they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be, your, be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
So hopefully you see the parallel uh, that Jesus is drawing here with the last parable that he gave around the kingdom of heaven and the laborers in the vineyard. And here uh, with this uh, rebuke and instruction to his disciples regarding the kingdom and their quote-unquote place in it. And you can see with, with, uh, with uh, James and John's uh, mother uh, that she didn't get it. She didn't understand the kingdom that Jesus was bringing. And, and the same goes for many of the disciples. Even up until the time that Jesus died, they didn't understand that the kingdom that Jesus was bringing was not a physical one, but a spiritual one. Uh, and so the, the question that, that she asks here is asking for positions of power, positions of authority in Christ's kingdom, in the, in the messianic kingdom, the kingdom that was prophesied to come. But again, the Jews always believed and, and taught and, and thought that, it, that the, the coming kingdom was going to be a physical one, a militant kingdom that was going to to overthrow um, overthrow the Romans and and um, uh, take them out of this oppression and, and have their own country again and no longer be uh, in captivity. Uh, but Jesus says here, you know, that's you don't know what you're asking. You have no idea what you're asking. Um, first of all, it has nothing to do with the kingdom that I'm bringing, and second of all. Uh, that's not mine to give. So you really don't know what you're asking because you're not asking the right person. Um, and then, of course, are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? And oftentimes that cup that he is um, going to drink is, is referring to um, the cross. Uh, as we'll look at in his prayer later um, to God uh, before his crucifixion, he asked that the cup be, be passed from, or taken away from him. Uh, you know, um, And so... Sometimes it's referring to that. Other times it could be referring to the cup of the covenant uh, the, that was uh, given during the Lord's Supper, the in institution of the Lord's Supper. But I think here it's it's talking about um, death, um, suffering at the hands of others because of their belief, because of their position uh, of authority as, as apostles. Uh, and Jesus says, you will drink my cup. And sure enough, they do. Uh, they will ultimately drink that cup. Um, the last portion there, uh, again, speaks back to that, that parable at the beginning about uh, serving uh, and, and um, the laborers in the vineyard. Uh, you know, the, I think the big key here uh, is that uh, for disciples, for the apostles, for Christians today, it should never, ever be about holding a position of power or authority or being a, a person who is, you know, well known because of their faith. Uh, well, it's good to be known for your faith, but um, ultimately having that as your end goal of being well known is obviously not not the aim. But you know, Jesus says that uh, whoever would be first among you must be your slave. And again, that speaks back: the first shall be last. Um, and the reason why Jesus gives this teaching, he says there, is because he himself didn't come to be served. He didn't come here for others to serve him. He came to serve others and ultimately to die in service to others. And that's an important aspect and an aspect that we'll look at on Sunday in our sermon as we look at the topic of forgiveness that we've seen throughout our reading this week. And in uh, the last part there, give his life as a ransom for many. We're going to look more closely at that on Sunday in our sermon. Verse 29, uh, the last uh, section here of, of chapter 20 for the week. 
And as they were as they went out of Jericho, a great crowd followed him. And behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And stopping, Jesus called to them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus, in pity, touched their eyes, and immediately they recovered their sight and followed him. I think sometimes people look at verse 32 and they see some um, indignation maybe in Jesus' tone or, uh, you know, uh, almost a harshness. You know, what do you want me to do for you? I don't think that's at all what Jesus was doing because in verse 34 we see that he has pity on them. Um, So I think the question more that Jesus asks is a a calm, reassuring, a a blessing, if you will, of what do you want me to do for you? What, What would you like me to do for you? What do you need me to do for you? Um, and then, again, that goes back to what Jesus just said. He came to serve, not to be served. And it would appear that the crowd didn't understand that. The crowd rebukes these blind men who are asking for mercy, and they're turning them away. And yet, Jesus, having pity on them, touches their eyes. And then what happens? Not only do they receive their sight, but they then follow him. As soon as Jesus heals them and takes away their uh, condition, takes away their um, brokenness, they follow him. And I think there's something obvious, hopefully obvious to you, it's obvious to me, that can be applied to Christians today. That when we go down to the waters of baptism, when we obey the gospel and obey the commands of Christ to become Christians, Jesus heals us. He pays a ransom for the debt that we owe. He frees us from our calamity. He frees us from the things that that are, are, are weighing us down. And will we do the same as these blind men did? Will we continue to follow him Or will we go back to the life that we were living once before? Will we go back to blindness? Will we close our eyes to those who are crying out for mercy? There's some important teachings there that I hope that uh, you can dive deeper into in your own personal study uh, as you continue this week and into the weekend. I also want to take this opportunity to invite all of you watching now live or those who are watching in the future uh, to join us on Sunday morning as we look into uh, this this text that we've gone through this week. Um, specifically, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 18 uh, and the parable that Jesus gives there. Uh, and uh, we're going to be focusing on the forgiveness. And, and the, uh, the, um, the parable there is about the, the, the master who forgives uh, the servant his debt. Uh, and then what the servant in turn goes and does. Um, And again, it all focuses around forgiveness. So I hope you can join us for that. We'll gather together on Sunday morning uh, for Bible class starting at 10 a.m. where we'll uh, learn more about how to study the Bible properly um, and techniques, etc., on on how to study the Bible. Uh, If you haven't completed your homework assignment for that yet, the homework assignment that Matt gave out for that was to uh, read the book of James and to give an outline for the book. Um, And we'll kind of look at those a little bit, I guess, in class uh, on Sunday morning. Again, that starts at 10. We have class for all ages. 
Uh, what I was just speaking of there was for the adults. Uh, and then at 11, we'll gather together for worship. And uh, we'll praise God. We'll, we'll partake of the Lord's Supper together as a family and uh, proclaim his death until he comes. And then, of course, we'll go through that lesson that I just mentioned on forgiveness. So I hope you can join us for that. If you have any questions about this study, you can always leave them in the comments section. You can message us privately on Facebook, or you can email me directly at minister at loveland.church, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, if you have any questions about the congregation that meets here in Loveland, you can always check us out on our website, loveland.church. You can see previous sermons. You can learn about what we believe in, uh, learn about our eldership, all those things. You can find that uh, there on our website. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Have a wonderful weekend, and I hope to see you all on Sunday. God bless.